Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Monkey Doo. Hey, everybody, Monkey down here from the cold at night, warm in the daytime, south of the East US. Uh, hope everybody's got something nice to smoke on today. Show's going to nice. be good. Mm-hmm. It is going to be good. We've got lots of news stories, man, more than usual. But uh, we also have Marge. What are you saying, Marge? Yes. Hey, everyone. Marge from Central Canada. And it is nice and February-like as it should be. Also the host of Bite Me, the show about edibles. Hope someone's nibbling on some delicious edibles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did some edibles this week, everybody. I made some cookies, made some can of butter. And man, after decarbing it and then infusing butter for a while, for like two hours, two and a half hours or something, left it infused for. Uh, and it, it's all solidified and cooled down in the fridge. And it smelled like popcorn, man. Like yeah, buttery, popcorny goodness. And it was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. And it was delicious. Made some, did, well, I say I made delicious cookies. They wouldn't have been delicious. I went out, right? And I, I, I was following Margie's recommendations from Bite Me, the show about edibles. Everybody check it out, <laughs> right? So I've gone to the shop and I've got myself a, a, a prepared recipe box to make some cookies all right nice right. and easy all i gotta do is add butter and an egg all right stir it up put it in the oven sorted and then a boy at home and the missus was like what the fuck is that <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna make cookies right she's like not out of a fucking box i'll make the cookies leave me to make the cookies she was quite upset but i went to you know because she can cook you know she she knows how to cook all of these things right from scratch with the ingredients and you don't need to buy it from the shop in a box Okay, I have so, a yeah. question about that, though, now. You know, now that your wife is going to make the cookies from scratch, what are you going to do with the box cookie mix you bought? Uh, my boy made those. They just made some normal cookies because <laughs> okay. he wanted to make cookies, but, you know, it couldn't be involved oh, okay. in the particular type of cookies I was making. So, But those he, cookies it, weren't good enough for, for the other people. So, I'll No, no, no. And they were good cookies, too, man. So, you know, when they're soft in the middle... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like Marge said, you, you eat a little bit and you're like, you got to wait for a while. So it was, uh, you should definitely follow that recommendation of making some that's infused and some that's not infused because you, you eat a little bit and you're like, damn, that's some good shit. I can feel the <laughs> diabetes now. Mm-hmm. That's then, why you know, I don't make the regular cookies because otherwise I will eat too many of them. Ah. You just you make like some out of kale or something, something disgusting. <laughs> so right. You don't want exactly. any more than one bite. I, I know what you're exactly. saying. Good plan. I can't plan. do yeah. these cookies. My missus loves cookies too much. That would not work around here. Mm-hmm. No, but that's why you're forced to just eat one cookie, <laughs> even yeah. like a dozen, which is what I would do. Or in my um, case, just half. I only ate half the cookie because I, right. I, I thought they were going to be heavy dose, so I ate half just to make sure I ain't going to go tripping balls or anything. Oh no, that's not going to happen with everybody. <laughs> you just didn't get too mashed, you know. But mm-hmm. it was good fun. Cookies were fucking delicious, man. Highly recommended, everybody. Make yourself some can of butter this week. That's what you got. Some homework this week, everybody. Make yourself <laughs> oh, some can of butter. Know. The best yeah. homework. Sweet, sweet edibles are nice, but some, something Marge posted looked really even better. That was infused deviled eggs. I don't know why, but that go like, yeah, I could go for that right now. You know, oh, those were good. <laughs> I bet fun too. And yeah, speaking of good. which, we have a new story. 
which kind of relates to something March has been speaking about. We're going to leave that till the end. That's going to be the last news story, everybody. You're going to be sitting there the whole time thinking, what is he talking about? <laughs> but uh, yes, it's to do with edibles, one of March's favourite, but we'll break that story when we get to it at the end of the news. <laughs> yeah, funny. I, I like it. I like it. But I don't like it, you know. <laughs> That's why I picked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great choice. Great choice. We have, we have, I don't know, like uh, between six and eight news stories to be covering today. It just depends on how much time we have to cover all of them. You know, we don't want to be sitting here for three hours covering them all, but we'll do it at a leisurely pace as we do. But yeah, so what we said about the news, should we move on? Have we covered everything? No, what are you smoking on? That's what we haven't done that. What have you Ooh. got, Marge? Got something nice? Yeah, I think tonight I'm get or this afternoon really, I'm gonna do a little sunshine pilgrim because I just love the smell of it. Oh, cool. What's it smell like? It's like very bright. I find it pretty citrusy. Okay, nice. Yeah. Nice. What well, you got, Monkey? I think I'm gonna back up and go with mango smile today from Mephisto. So oh, nice little, fruit, little fruitiness. I, I take it easy with this stuff, though. Mephisto, that stuff I grew from Mephisto was let's put it this way, nice and potent, nice and potent. Yeah, the, the uh, it, it's incredibly sticky. The, the stuff which uh, my last harvest from them, I can't remember yeah, how yeah. long it was, but it, it's For still sure. fucking up my grinders. It's what the actual <laughs> it fuck? does gums everything up, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like I'm going to be relieved to have weed that's not ridiculously sticky. Oh, no, you know? no, no, no. I'll, I'll miss it. Believe me, I'll no, miss man, it. I just want to be able to roll a fucking joint properly. <laughs> there you go. There's your it's savage. Guys. It's savage. It's like um, I remember one of the crops. We'll get onto the news in a second. Don't worry, everybody. Just a quick tangent. I remember one of the crops I had that hermit and it was full of seed. And I, I was like, fuck it, I'm still smoking it. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. my own personal supplies. I'm just smoking it anyway, picking seeds out. And I was picking seeds out of spliffs for like three months. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know, I had a next harvest, which wasn't hermit, and there was no seeds in it. And just the stark difference <laughs> between the two was shocking. It's like Is I'd it? got so used to rolling joints with seeds in, but it felt strange to not do it. Wow. Yeah, bad times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is how we live in the UK when we get Hermes. You know, <laughs> just just got to pick the seeds out, man. It's all you can do. Yeah. Pick the seeds and keep on going, man. Hmm. But with that, I think it's uh, I think it's time to move on to the news, right? <laughs> so, which one shall we do first, then? Should we start? No, let's go. Let's go with this one. This one's an interesting one, and this uh, the the triploid one. That's what we'll okay. do. Because this is something that uh, I've seen somebody mention on uh, maybe it was Instagram, maybe it was uh, Brandon Rust mentioning that he was selling triploid genetics, and I was like, hmm, what's this triploid genetics? And then there was this news article that came out, which was uh, concerned with triploid genetics. So I read it, found it interesting, and thought we'd bring it here and. See what you guys think about it as well. I'll put it up on the screen. There we go. So we have, can triploid genetics be the game changer for the cannabis industry? Interesting. Not too clickbaity. Nice picture there <laughs> of some uh, some trichomes. You know, we have the cultivation of triploid genetics could be the game changer for the cannabis industry as it promises to deliver higher THC levels, larger yields, faster growth, and seedless flowers and this is the biggest thing this is um 
being a, like, like I said there with the Hermes, you know, you won't be getting Hermes. And if you do get Hermes, it's not going to pollinate the plant and create seeds. These triploid cannabis plants don't produce seed. Even if you got the male and uh, bred it with a female, I don't think it would produce seed at this point. I'll read on a little bit more. We got uh, the application of triploids is not a new concept in agriculture. Consuming seedless fruit generally enhances the eating experience for most people. Uh, consider bananas, for instance. Bananas lack seeds because the parent banana tree is a triploid. Uh, even through pollination, uh, even though pollination normally occurs, uh, typically species with a chromosome set number divisible by two can produce seeds, while those on even sets of chromosomes are either sterile or do not produce seeds. So, yeah, it's a bit sciencey so far, right? Mm-hmm. Is everybody keeping up there? No, I'm, I'm sleeping, man. Let's, yeah. let's go. Let's move this thing. You've been hitting them, them edibles, haven't you? <laughs> I haven't touched anything yet at all. Yeah. So we, yeah. yet, yet. So we have what is triploid cannabis? So hopefully this bit will explain what the fuck is going on. Uh, cannabis is a diploid plant characterized by having two chromosomes. However, certain rare organism organisms possess multiple chromosomes. In such cases, cannabis plants can naturally develop with three chromosomes, making them triploids. During cell division, genetic material is copied with the new cell inheriting the copied chromosomes while the original cell retains the original set. Uh, treating, cannabis, treating a cannabis plant with a natural chemical disrupts mitosis. That's a division of cells, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, leading to the creation of extra chromosomes without cell division. Consequently, the original diploid cell becomes a triploid or, in other cases, tetraploid four chromosomes, pentaploid, five chromosomes, and so forth. So, yeah, this is some crazy GMO shit, right? Is this weird <laughs> or what? It is kind of weird. I mean, I, I, I've heard of this before with Breeder Steve. We've talked to him a couple mm-hmm. times. And while he hadn't revealed the entire process, he told us enough about it that I was expecting this to come in soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, good and bad. I can see. I can see good things. I mean, we got to finish the article to see where it's going, but I can see problems and benefits already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the, the phenomenon has, in recent years, piqued the interest of growers who are deliberately breeding triploid cannabis. They typically start with a standard diploid plant, select a high-performing clone, and then apply a natural chemical that interferes with the cell division process. The, ab- the ability to cultivate high-quality cannabis at a faster rate with larger yields may become a game-changer for both professional and amateur growers. While the cultivation of triploid cannabis appears to still be in a niche in the cannabis space, the method might become widely adopted and normalized, much like in the fruit and vegetable industries across both commercial and home cultivation settings. Hmm. So, yeah, I just think this is interesting, man. Um, Cloud says there in the chat, Peter Steve, don't use triploid in his tech. Okay. I don't know. What's wrong with... This is where it gets me. We're already growing cannabis, which is like 30% THC, right? And 30% right. is a third of what you're growing there. You know, when you got that bud, you got, what, 60%, 69% plant matter and 30% THC? Is yeah, that not right. enough? Is that not what? What do you want from this plant? You want it to be dripping. I mean, I'm sure we do want it to be dripping, but well, how much? It, how much further can we push it before it's too much? 
We want it to produce perfectly crystalline THC in forms that we, you know, we don't have to refine it. That's what we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's what you would think. You would think by what the market is chasing. Actually, we're not looking for that at all. We're actually looking for the, the whole plant in a bal- balanced medicine is what we're looking yeah. for, really. Arnie mm-hmm. Scalper said in the chair as well, ha- ha- in the chat, he said, uh, how much faster will they grow? This is another point. Do they not grow fast enough? You can grow auto flowering plants in 12 weeks that produce 25 to 30% THC buds and a good amount as well. They're going to yield a decent amount of buddies. Like how much further can it be pushed before it, oh. it I don't know, just grow yeah. one fat bud, you know, straight from the off seed. It just pops up like a watermelon. Is it like a fat well, bud? Probably interesting. Did you really want to ask that question? How much further can you go? Because, you know, that's that's almost rhetorical. You know, they're going to push it further than this way further. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy, man. I'm actually waiting to see the uh, the THC gene being spliced into other things. I haven't seen anything about that yet. I don't know anything about it, but it just seems like it's going to be a natural progression over time. Mm-hmm. And HV in the chat there, pretty much that's I agree completely with this. He said, I'm more than happy with my autos from Mephisto. Not too fussed about the triploid business. You know what I'm saying, bro? You know, th- th- pretty much that. I've, I mean, one of the autos that I grew on one of my previous runs, I can't tell what the uh, the CBD level was, but it was across CBD, THC plant, and it fucking grew seven ounces on it, and it, it was 70 days from seed, and it grew. How much faster can we really expect to go, you know? I mean, that's that's, I again, again, a rhetorical question there because, you know, the cannabis producing industry, not home growers, mm-hmm. but the industry, mm-hmm. they're going to say, oh, yeah, just yeah. give it to me faster, 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 because that means they, they have to maintain yeah. less and less and less yeah. space. And it becomes more energy efficient and, and environmentally, mm-hmm. in a way, I would say environmentally friendly if we take less energy and nutrients to grow. That's a good point. More Very true. Efficient. So it probably mm-hmm. depends who you're talking to, home grower versus commercial grower, because obviously if you're a home grower, you... I don't know. You love the process and everything that goes into it. Yeah. So what do you all think in the chat about this one? Let us know in the comments or in the chat if you're here live with us. What do you think? Would you grow these? Yeah, you can buy these genetics. Yeah, you can get them now already. There's people selling them. Somebody did mention in the chat there. I'm not sure. Can you buy them from reputable places? Uh, reputable is uh is the <laughs> is the special word there. I think right. you know? uh, growers <laughs> growers in the community yeah have said that they have some that kind of thing. It's not it's not like uh I'm I, I'm going to use a big corporation name. Don't 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 be offended. But yeah, it's not like says yeah we're selling these things to anybody who wants them here. Right. Like, beep out uh, that name just to add controversy and people would be like, what did I he did say? On, I did <laughs> on purpose do that one out there to have controversy. But as of yet, I don't know if any of the big big growers <laughs> having that out there. It's, it's small uh, uh, medical growers and small commercial growers that are playing with this, this that I understand right now because it's so new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and who was that? Who said that in the chat there? It's gone. Anyway, yeah, he said it was um, Humboldt. Yeah, Sparky is saying them in the chat now. Yeah, but yeah, Humboldt are apparently working with those. Yeah. Interesting. We should open up yeah. a, a separate section over on Percy's for the anybody growing triploids. You know, we want to see some diaries, man. We want to see what the difference is between these. Are these going to be mm-hmm. beast plants or are they just going to be a little bit more than what we're getting anyway? What's going to yeah, be the well, difference? According to this article, it's saying that these triploid cannabis breeding increases yield, potency, 
Shorter flowering times, higher biomass, helps growers prioritize preventing pollination, production, blah, blah, blah. I think that was about it, but that's a lot. <laughs> hmm. It's yeah. going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah, if you look at it, I mean, toward the end of the article, they're talking about the environmental impact of triploids. So it's they're, they're actually realizing that it's not going to be, this isn't a free lunch. You know, you're going to have mm -hmm. to give something right. to get something. Um, Postman Wayne in there, the quick shout out there to Postman Wayne. What's up, bro? Hope you're good. He said, so salami seeds from a plant that does not make seeds. No, that's not how it works. Actually, you're buying a clone of a plant that doesn't make right. seeds. Okay. So these are clones, not seeds? Yeah, that's what I understood with, with some people who were playing with them. Like I said, I, I haven't seen them in my cell ring like that, but basically you take a plant and it's a special process of treating it. Like, like I said in the article there, to control the way the, the cells right, divide right. and mm -hmm, it creates mm -hmm. a situation to where the plant cannot produce seeds at that point in time. So that's your mom and you, st you keep selling cuts. So what's the big advantage that between triploids and over say an auto flower? I can take the triploids and stick them outside where I can have a hemp field right next door to me, but I can grow high quality seedless cannabis next to a mm -hmm. hemp field. Yeah. Because that, that's, that's a big problem people have is these guys growing outdoors. Yeah. They'll have somebody a few doors down, you know, one of their neighbors, they grow in a male plant accidentally and it pollinates mm -hmm. their crop and they don't want that to happen. If you can make right. sure that it's not going to happen, people are going to be much happier with that, you know. That's very yeah. true. That's maybe yeah. one of the biggest advantages. Yeah, each to yeah. their own. You know, it's, well, if it's going to work for you, if that's going to be the best way for you to do it, then do it, you know, definitely. I'm going to also lots of ways assume... To do this that being triploid and not being able to produce the female uh, flower parts that if the plant permeates, you still are not going to have any problems at all because well, it's mm -hmm. just a pollen sack. Mm -hmm. don't care. As we like to say, there are lots of ways to go swimming with a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Sparky says uh, that Humboldt is selling triploid seeds. So evidently they figured a way of, of carrying oh. this on into offspring. So I, I this is only a, uh, this is a, a uh, viewer in the chat that's saying this, we haven't checked it out. So if you're if you're hearing me say this, check it out yourself. We uh, haven't verified we that information yet. Exactly. Right. So really you know, this is all all new to us. We're just kind of putting it out there. Right then, should we do one of yours? That's uh, you want to do you want to do a news story, monkey? One from the top, or I don't know. There's loads um, to choose from, so you take no. your pick. <laughs> you know, we we frequently talk about cannabis being safe or or not safe and things like that. So. I found an article that I'd like to take a look at. It's called Fact Check, How Dangerous is Cannabis? Four Myths Exposed. We've talked about this before, but I like this article because it kind of, it showed a little bit better both sides. We're always very mm -hmm. pro-cannabis and a lot of people are very negative. Well, this kind of splits it down the middle and, and says, okay, here's the myth. And this is, what, with, this is what we found out. So Germany might be the next country to legalize cannabis, but the drug is still shrouded in misinformation. DW's fact-checking team examines four myths surrounding cannabis and whether or not it should be legal. Cannabis Should cannabis be legal? Several governments, such as those as Canada and South Africa and several U.S. state governments, have green-lighted recreational cannabis use uh, in recent years. And yes, very, very cool, man. The, the dominoes are definitely falling. It's getting there. Yeah. Now Germany's Bundestag is set to vote on new cannabis laws if it passes, which is almost assured considering that representatives from all three government parties are in favor of it, the growth of the consumption of a limited amounts of the drug will be become legal for adults as of April 1st. Still, Ooh. in many parts of the world, 
possession and consumption of cannabis is prohibited and often severely punished. For years, discourse, both online and off, surrounding cannabis legalization has been steeped in falsehoods and claims that, when placed under scrutiny, can't be proven. DW's fact check team took a look at the research and spoke with experts to clarify some of the most popular myths. Okay, we've all heard this one. Cannabis is a gateway drug. Yes, Anybody? heard that. <laughs> yeah, we all have. Every drug argue? assembly I went to in high school was just like, if you do cannabis, next thing you know, you'll be shooting heroin in an alleyway. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, cannabis is a gateway drug, according to, for example, German politician Marcus Sodio. Uh, the Deborah fact check says it is unproven. The theory that using cannabis leads to the use of harder and often more dangerous drugs is probably one of the most common cases made against the legalization, as well as one of the oldest. Solder and his colleagues used the argument as in an interview with the German tabloid Bilt in April 2023, accusing opposition parties of trivializing the drug. Tongue twisters today, man. <laughs> On social media, supporters of legalization have generally opposed the claim. Fact, there is a correlation between cannabis and the, and the later use of harder narcotics, studies have shown. The earlier and more frequently people use cannabis, the higher the likelihood of later use of, of other illicit drugs. But correlation is not causation. If you look at it, how someone became a heroin user, you are likely to find that cannabis was used along the way, says Dr. Stefan Tones, head of the forensic toxicology at Frankfurt University Hospital. But if you look at it the other way around, how many cannabis users go on to use heroin afterwards? It's very, very few. And this shows that mm -hmm. correlation alone is not proof of casual relationship. I like to see when they do that, this is where I think it makes a lot of sense because yes, there are points to be made on both sides, but I think this clearly says it that yes, cannabis users are probably no more likely to become heroin addicts. I like the way they put that. The gateway drug theory cannot be completely disproved since Eva Hawk says uh, Dr. Eva Hawk, a psychologist in the psychiatry department at the University Hospital in Munich. She has been studying the effects of cannabis for about 20 years. Cannabis naturally stimulates the reward center in the brain and could pharmacologically promote drug affinity, she said. But there are also many other risk factors of, of illicit drugs that, that uh, need to be considered also, she said. The National I was just, um, just yeah. to add there, you know where it says she has been studying the effects of cannabis for about 20 years? I like that. That's a better <laughs> way of saying I've been smoking weed for 20 years. But I've been studying I... the effects of cannabis <laughs> for about 20 years. Here we like, go, yeah, everybody. How, have you been studying that? Yeah, you know, like uh, it's been illegal for 20 years. How you been doing this? So we've got a good mm -hmm. point, Mackie. <laughs> but there are many other risk factors for illicit drugs that need to be considered, she said. The National Institute on Drug Abuse in the U.S. says so, too, adding that more research is needed on the question of cannabis as a gateway drug. For the time being, the claim that cannabis is a gateway drug remains unproven. Okay, we've said it many times before, and a lot of people in the cannabis community honestly believe this. Cannabis is not necessarily a gateway drug. Cannabis dealers who sell other drugs are the mm -hmm. gateway. Mm -hmm. you know? And the fact that, you know, if you get told for many years that cannabis is dangerous, you're going to end up in the fucking gutter with a syringe in your arm if you use cannabis, you know? And once people try cannabis and be like, hold on, that that wasn't so bad. What else are they lying to me about? 
(laughs) That's how it kind of works. And this is why you become a bit of a conspiracy theorist as well, because, you know, you suddenly figure out about the government and all these people have been lying to you all along. This cannabis stuff is actually uh, not dangerous and definitely not as dangerous as alcohol is, you know? It's just Ah. been stigmatized the way it is. Ooh, let's take a look at that yeah. one then, shall we? Good segue, yes. Matthew. Yes. Al- I was alcohol. leading it directly to that on purpose because <laughs> of my right, professionalism level. Here comes the next claim. Okay. Alcohol <laughs> is over 100 times more dangerous than cannabis, according to the post, like like the one, like on one on X, like the one on X. I'm sorry. This is really a bad typo in this one. German mm-hmm. translators. I get it. The social media site formerly known as Twitter. DW, the fact is misleading. It is often claimed, especially by those advocating for legalization, that alcohol is far more harmful than cannabis. Several social media posts and news articles mention a study that claims alcohol is 114 times more dangerous than cannabis. Now, how are they got 114, that exact number? Who knows? <laughs> no idea. It seems like an awful, you know, weird number to come up with. Mm-hmm. This claim does not hold up. The figure is nowhere to be found in the stu- cited study which only shows that the risk of fatal alcohol overdoses is greater than that of a fatal cannabis overdose. Since its its effects start shortly after being smoked, the strength of intoxication caused by cannabis can be better compared to alcohol, Tone said. It is thereby reducing the risk of an overdose. However, when cannabis is consumed, like in a pastry, overseas, you know, edibles, uh, overdoses can, can occur as well. With that said, the negative effects of both drugs don't start with an overdose, but the study referenced in in these posts doesn't address the the non-fatal consequences. A different non-intoxicating effects of alcohol and cannabis come with their own dangers. Uh, Tone said, adding that it's important to take into account that the effects on the social, uh, social environment and mental health, alcohol, has a very significant effect, which is is, uh, disinhibitation and increased risk taking. He said, this is actually less the case with cannabis, but we, are, we have to take the, uh, into account the unpredictable risk of paranoia and people's uh, effects to cannabis. But basically here, they're saying that alcohol can kill you outright, but weed does have some effects that can, can also be bad for you. So I, I'm mm-hmm. gonna have to agree, agree with that. You know, Cannabis is not without all problems. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. But I want I wonder how much of the paranoia is simply down to the fact that cannabis is an illegal substance in most countries. You know, it can definitely that, cause anxiety, but I think the paranoia comes specifically from it being illegal. If it wasn't illegal and didn't have the stigma it carried, then the paranoia wouldn't be so extreme for some people, I think, in my I think opinion. You're right. I think you're right with that. Um, I did notice... Uh, Back in the day when the only thing I was ever able to get was street weed that just came from who knows where, I, I think the paranoia was higher. I, mm-hmm, I think it was mm-hmm. having to do with the way the cannabis was grown. I did notice in legal states when I got cannabis that was produced uh, by good growers and good dispensaries that the paranoia level was lower. But again, is that because I'm smoking it in a place where it's legal now? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there are so many mm-hmm. questions with this stuff like that, though. Yeah. But we've always maintained that homegrown cannabis that's grown properly has a less negative effects on you because of the ripening process, the way it's grown, lots of different factors. I yeah, kind of still want to lean that, toward that. Yeah. You do but too I, yeah, I feel like they're downplaying the uh, the risks involved in drinking alcohol a little bit, especially the health mm. risks. That's what I see everywhere now is mm-hmm. drinking more than a certain amount of alcohol yeah. has significant impacts on your health, which you don't. Yeah. I mean, you do have to be cognizant if you're combusting cannabis, maybe, but yeah, generally 
speaking, it's pretty safe. But you're right. There is nothing without zero risk. Right. Exactly. Well, it's a, Everything it's a, in moderation, then. Yeah. Sure. Says the negative effects of alcohol consumption on the body have long been proved. Alcohol has a high organ damaging effect and causes more health damage than cannabis, Hawk said. But it also depends on the intensity of the use, not just the substance. So, yeah, if you're drinking one beer a month and you're smoking mm. five joints a day, guess which one's going to hurt you more? Life. Drink more beers, smoke more weed. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got you got to do a one to one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, it's hard. It's hard to clearly assess the health risks of cannabis because of its various forms. In Europe, for example, cannabis is often smoked with tobacco, which is well known to have harmful carcinogenic effects. This is thus indirectly related to cannabis use. So, alcohol overdoses are more likely than cannabis, but both drugs can endanger the physical and mental use of the users and have negative impacts on the environment, even in small quantities. Dangers can hardly be compared uh, Compared with number one, the claim that alcohol is 114 more times dangerous in cannabis, therefore it is misleading. Mm -hmm. So we we believe that, you know, just, just strictly here on high and homegrown, we believe that cannabis is safer than alcohol, but we're just saying it can't be proven yet. More information is needed. And just a quick shout out there to, who was it, is a clash Cornolio in the chat, and it, this has been brought up before. According to French Cornoli, the clear trochomes are more likely to induce paranoia, and premature harvest is more likely in an illegitimate setting. And right. that's right, man. This is why it's important to make sure that you harvest plants at the right time, because if it's done too early, then it is said that the immature THC can cause anxiety and paranoia. And when you're a home grower and you make sure that that shit's done properly, you're much less likely to experience it. But if you're buying from the street, when that shit looks on there, chopping it, drying it as quickly as possible and selling it. So, yep. See, when you know, they're doing it on the, on the street, they're not worried about quality. They just want mm -hmm. your money. That's mm -hmm. all it is. Mm -hmm. And they know they got the only game in town. So, that's the way it works. Very true. But yeah. By all means, you know, grow your own, get the good stuff, cut the power. Grow hole. your own, grow. It's so important. Anyway, what we got next? We got the uh, can okay. you die from excessive cannabis use? Claim, according to this tweet, there has been no recorded death due to cannabis overdose. Okay, the fact track says, yes, this is true. So we've said this many times, and it says it's true. According to NIDA, no single overdose death has occurred so far has been solely attributed to cannabis. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention also states that a fatal overdose is unlikely. Despite mm -hmm. this, cannabis has a... Uh, as cannabis use as a cause of death remains under discussion in various scientific studies. In the 1970s, tests were carried out on dogs and monkeys to determine what dose of cannabis could be potentially lethal. The animals were administered a high dose of oral, oral THC, and they showed symptoms such as drowsiness, tremors, and vomiting, but all survived the involuntary high. Animal studies are difficult to transfer to humans, but Hawk said the lethal dose for cannabis is very, very high and, and very unlikely that a human would ingest that much. Now, we had talked about this before. Back in the 60s, they established the lethal dosage level of uh, cannabis for a human that's somewhere around 1,000 pounds of smoked cannabis. You will die of oxygen deprivation before you smoke 1,000 pounds of cannabis. The bale <laughs> will kill you before you smoke it. I guarantee it. It's one of those mm -hmm. deals. Death not ruled out. 
Researchers at King's College London have been trying to retrospectively determine whether cannabis can be deadly to humans by reviewing all cannabis-related deaths that occurred in England between 1998 and 2020. In almost all cases, cannabis was not the only drug. On average, three to seven other substances were also detected, such as opiates, alcohol, or drugs such as tranquilizers or sleeping pills. In 4% of the deaths, researchers found cannabis to be to be the uh, in four percent of the deaths, researchers found cannabis to be the sole cause of death, due usually due to injuries sustained during intoxication. In one case, cannabis toxicity could have resulted in a death. I think that's probably they're talking about that infant that ate that entire bottle there, um, mm. or not really infant, but the toddler. Uh, one of those deals. Still, it, it remains unclear whether a single dose was a cause of death or the duration and ultimately uh, contributed. Hawk said that there were other published cases of cannabis-related deaths. These have been reported in association with accidents, suicides, or cardiovascular compl complications such as a heart attack. But establishing the cause of death in these is difficult. Okay, so smoking pot is not good for your heart. NIDA warns that the risks can, can result from elevated heart rate caused by cannabis use. The Institute has stated that cannabis increases heart rate for up to three hours after smoking which it says may increase the risk of heart attack. Cannabis definitely has an effect on the cardiovascular system. People who are particularly sensitive or have a predisposition or have previous damage may therefore particularly be sensitive to cannabis. Older studies also suggest a link between cannabis use and increased risk of cardiovascular disease. You can't rule out the possibility that this could become a life-threatening situation. <clears throat> All right, now, Getting back into the other last bit of it here. Uh, the risk of dying from a single cannabis overdose is negligible, King College researchers said. Apart from the huge amounts of cannabis needed, like I said, a thousand pounds, it's also considered physiologically impossible, unlikely, Hoff says. Very low presence of cannabinoid receptors in the brainstem is why cannabis is not going to be deadly to you, at least in people without pre existing conditions. It has less effect. Uh, effect on breathing and other important bodily functions such as blood pressure or heart rate. Opioid receptors, on the other hand, play a greater role in the brainstem, which is why heroin overdoses can lead to respiratory failure. Alcohol can also have a paralyzing effect on the central nervous system, especially the respiratory center, and therefore can also lead to death. So yeah, here we go. Can't prove that cannabis can kill you, but they do know that opioids and alcohol will kill you. Well, not will, but can kill you. Right? You can have those. You can, man, I went to see my friend today. <laughs> random tangent, kind of random tangent. Go I went ahead. to see my friend today, and he likes to grow lots of different kinds of exotic plants and cacti. And he had this one plant, which he saved from his friend, which is poisonous. It's like actually known to be a poisonous plant. You take them leaves off and put them in somebody's tea, and you're killing them. But he's allowed to have that plant. Mm. But I... I'm not allowed to have a harmless, like actually fucking harmless cannabis plant. <laughs> so this guy yeah. could be out there making houseplant tea and killing all his enemies. Yeah. And that would be the wiser. Completely legal. He's allowed to have that plant. What? What the? You couldn't make it up, could you? No. I mean, yeah. I, there's a lot of a lot of plants out there that are in your garden, my garden, everybody's outside garden, mm -hmm. probably even in your One house of, yeah, that, have, yeah. that are just deadly. You know, it's one of those things that we can yeah. have those, but <laughs> it's oh, like, if you eat this one of cannabis the, plant, it might make you feel good. One of the few plants that is not deadly. <laughs> yeah. 
can't have right. that. That's against the rules. Can't have that. It's right. bad for you. Gives you psychosis. Like, I'm worried more about my liver right now. You know, <laughs> can I eat them berries there without my liver dissolving? God damn. Let's anyway, go through the last yes. little point on this one. I know it's a long article. It's probably getting pretty boring at this point, but the last one was a little bit interesting. Does cannabis kill brain cells? The thing is, I really never heard this before. I never even thought about it. So uh, cannabis doesn't kill brain cells, according to some accounts on Twitter. Uh, unproven. How does cannabis or uh, how does cannabis affect the brain? In the 1970s, a psychiatrist, Robert Heath, of Tulane University Medical School in New Orleans, made headlines after conducting an experiment on a rhesus monkey that he said was proved that cannabis uses uses uh, cannabis use kills brain cells. Now, this is kind of crazy to me because I know in the 70s everybody was trying to prove cannabis was bad, so. Um, and, and down here in the deep south, oh, this is this is New Orleans, so that's definitely deep south down here. We they try extra hard to make you try not use cannabis and try and scare you on it. So I'm not believing too much of what this guy says. Qualitative impl implementation of the experiment was heavily criticized, and the results of the study were later refuted by researchers at the mm -hmm. National Center for Toxicology Research in Arkansas. As you, saying, Monkey, <laughs> as you were saying, monkey. As you were saying. To date, studies on the long-term effects of cannabis on brain structure in humans have shown conflicting results. Bach has long followed the explosion of, of publications around cannabis. It's true that cannabis interferes with neurophysiology, she said, but she emphasizes that she can't clearly say how neurotoxic or brain damaging the main ingredient in cannabis, THC, really is. She said further research is needed. Now we've said this many times, guys, Further research is needed everywhere. People just make make one statement, and now all of a sudden becomes the law around here. So it's crazy, you know. But you're just saying as well, you know, not all cells are good. Maybe it does kill some brain cells, but maybe those cells needed to go. You know what I'm saying, everybody? You know what I'm saying you yeah. don't want don't them mutated cells staying around. Sorry, Marge. I don't know if any of you can afford to lose any more brain cells, but I don't know. About What's that, that supposed right? to mean? Well, wait a Jesus. Uh, Gee, we'll I've to... never been so offended in all my life. Calm down, Mackie. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute, Mackie. Don't worry. We'll calm down. We'll get to that point in a minute. Calm down. No, hold me back, monkey. Hold me back. All right. So as far as damaging brain cells, everybody here, everybody who has used cannabis for a short amount of time understands stoner brain. It happens, right? If you're a little bit high, sometimes you're doing something and your mind drifts and you forget what you, what you were doing. That's stoner brain. It happens. It's almost like a senior moment created by cannabis. So, yeah, more is known about intermediate short-term effects. There is a good evidence that certain mental abilities are impaired after acute cannabis use, such as short-term memory, psychomotor coordination, or attention span. With chronic use, these effects can persist for days. However, they appear to be reversible after several weeks of obstinance. Wow. Abstinence, not obstinance, abstinence. <laughs> that, was a good one. that was a good one there. <laughs> but yeah, we, a tea break usually goes ahead and puts you back, back on your feet and you're normal again. So they're agreeing with this. Okay, there are young people at risk because they say no, it's not no denying that cannabis use can damage the brain of young people in particular. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. As brains develop significantly during the transition from childhood to adulthood. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention warns that cannabis use before age 18 can affect how brains build connections for functions such as attention, memory, and learning, but also emphasize that the effects of cannabis use on the brain depends on many factors, such as the amount of THC, 
how often is used, the age it first was used, and is it accompanied by other substances such as alcohol and tobacco? I've spent a ton of time on this article, and I'm not going to go any further than that, but it's basically showing you, I like this article because it shows both sides. It doesn't show cannabis as, as the, you know, the white knight's going to save the world, but it mm -hmm. also doesn't show it as a villain that's going to kill the world either. So I feel it was a good balanced thing, but I also thought it was positive enough on cannabis to, to bring to the, to the, uh, the show today. Yeah, it's easy to get caught up in these echo chambers and think that, you know, that cannabis is harmless. And it is, compared to most things, it is, but it does bring dangers with it as well. And sometimes that needs highlighting, you know? So, yeah, we're going to tell you to go ahead and use cannabis because it's fun and it's it's harmless. You need to assess this for yourself. So do, do your homework before you, you get right. involved there. Consume cannabis responsibly, just like everything else. By all means, yes. Mm -hmm. And you know, make, up, make up your own mind on this stuff. Yeah, good article. Nice, nice. Uh, interesting shit. Right, should we, should we do your one, which we're not going to lead to last month, uh, Marge? It, you know the one I mean? Uh, the one not leaving till last? The, yeah, because we're leaving that particular one till last. Yeah, so the other one. The other one. Yeah, yes, yes, I can do that one. <laughs> A nice segue there, nice smooth yeah. segue into the oh, next yeah, article. Did you get that? Very easy listening, I'm sure, for all the people in the audience. <laughs> All right. Well, this one is this uh, article is entitled Cannabis Can Ease Cravings for Opioids, says UBC Research. Mm -hmm. New findings from research at the University of British Columbia suggest that cannabis can ease cravings for drugs, playing a role in addressing the ongoing opioid overdose crisis. A new publication from Dr. Hudson Redden, alongside UBC Okanagan's Dr. Zach Walsh and UBC UBC Vancouver's Dr. MJ Milroy observed that using cannabis is associated with decreased use of crystal meth among people at the highest risk of overdose in Vancouver's downtown east side. And for anyone who's not familiar with Vancouver's downtown east side, there's a lot of people who struggle with some serious addiction there. That's like skid row kind of thing? Yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, about 45% of the study's participants you reported using cannabis to manage their cravings for stimulant drugs in the last six months, including powder cocaine, crack cocaine, and methamphetamines. A notable reduction in crystal meth use was observed among those who used cannabis to for cravings management. The association was not significant for crack cocaine users. And we Dr. just mentioned there as well, um, somebody did point out when we were speaking in the last article, uh, yeah, was mentioned about mentioned uh, addiction. Yeah. And, and how it helps it help this particular uh, specific person mm -hmm. come off opioids and cannabis is used for that a lot as well. It helps people get off these harsh drugs. So it not only it, it, it can, they can pretend it's a gateway drug, but that gate swings both ways. You know, a lot of people exit these harder drugs because of cannabis. You know, I like that. The gate swings both ways. I yeah, that's it. that's fucking poetic. That is that weed is good. That's some nice weed. Somebody write that <laughs> so down. Much. Somebody write that down quick. Make a T-shirt. Go. <laughs> uh, Dr. Redden's this Redden, Redden, the study's lead researcher, emphasized the potential of cannabis as a harm reduction strategy. Our findings are not conclusive, but do add to the growing scientific evidence that cannabis might be a beneficial tool for some people who want to better control their unregulated stimulant use, particularly for people who use crystal meth. This suggests a new direction for harm reduction strategies among people who use drugs. 
Dr. Walsh, a clinical psychology professor at UBCO and a leading substance use researcher, highlighted the importance of further investigation. While these findings are promising, they underscore the need for more comprehensive studies to understand the full potential of cannabis in the context of the overdose crisis. Uh, and it just talks about how they did the studies at the end. But I've seen a lot of studies like this and also just anecdotal stories from people who have found the same thing. And uh, I mean, it seems like a pretty simple strategy to help people mm -hmm. who are looking to use less, use not at all, manage cravings. Like, yeah. I guess just help manage with your addiction, period. You yeah, know? yeah. It's an incredible plant, man. And, we, and it's like we've... We've been doing this for a few years now, and still, after all this time, I'm, I'm still constantly getting amazed by the things that this plant can do and the way it can help people with so many different things. And addiction is one of those, you know, of anything. Cannabis can help with so much, man. It's an amazing plant, for sure. But, you know, cannabis can't help with the addiction of cannabis, though. <laughs> yeah. you know? No, you got to get rid of cannabis for that. Yeah, that's what yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, I've seen loads of people talking about how cannabis helped them get off these opioids. And you, it's it's it, if you're going to take any kind of drug to relieve back pain or, you know, any, any joint pain in general, you know, joint pain, no pun intended. You know, people tend to prefer cannabis once they try it and don't listen to the stigma that's been put there for 50 years. Yeah, yeah. we've talked to people. Uh, I mean, I remember some people I won't. Uh, I. I believe cannabis cop was one of them that he talked about mm -hmm. how he was in so much pain. It was opioids, opioids, opioids. He couldn't function anymore until he found yeah. cannabis. Mm -hmm. And so now, yeah, the situation like that, you know, it happens yeah. all the time. People will replace opioid pain relievers with cannabis and find that they can function better. It's not yeah. a fix all, but it's good for some people. That's right, man. Mm -hmm. That's right. It'll be and nice you know, when doctors can prescribe cannabis before they prescribe opioids. Mm -hmm. Or at least, at least give people an option. You know what I mean? Damn, it should be the first thing. I think so. But... Addictions from legally prescribed prescriptions, yeah. right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've seen that lots of times. Yeah, that's that's what that's what most of the cases are from people who get addicted to painkilling opioids, and then when the prescription gets cancelled, they still need the opioids and pain relief, so they turn to the streets, or they can't afford the uh, pills anymore, and they turn to the street to get the heroin, which is significantly cheaper than what their prescription was. And that, you know, it, I've said it before, you know, nobody when they're a kid is like, I can't wait till I'm older. I want to be a heroin addict. You know, it doesn't fucking happen on purpose. People find themselves there for a set of shitty circumstances, which uh, maybe it was their fault. Maybe it wasn't, you know, but people never intend to get there. So any way people can find to get off those terrible drugs, you know, is, uh, it's a good thing, man. And cannabis can help with that. Yep. The miracle yep. drug. Yeah, I bet you alcohol can't help with that. Yeah, <laughs> no. going back, going back, comparing my article to this one, saying, Something "Yeah, they were a lot worse." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Add alcohol right. to the problem. Really got a problem now. That's right. That's right. The inhibition goes. You know, you just you, you have a lot less self control. Yeah, judgment goes away. You'll be back on the on the bad stuff in a, in a heartbeat after the alcohol kicks in. Yes, just be careful out there, everybody. And you know, if you are suffering with addiction in any way. Don't feel ashamed. Find help if you feel as if you need help. There's there are no shame. that want to help you, people. So yes, by mm -hmm. all means, ask mm -hmm. for help. No one's going to think worse of you. Right, I've got two news articles here from the UK, which kind of relate to each other because you know I like to try and bring the hypocrisy of this beautiful country 
to your attention. <laughs> uh, so which one are we going first? So I'm going to, right, we're going to go with this one. A greener weed. Ooh. The UK firm growing carbon neutral cannabis. Go on. Carbon neutral cannabis growing firm in the UK. Right. Anyway, I'm going to read this. I'm going to try and not have any bitterness. Okay. I'm going to try and just read this article. For 26 years, Olivia Dehan worked in the corporate sector, ending up as chief financial officer for Xerox in the UK and Ireland before retiring four years ago. Now, that seems like a pretty well-paying job, and he retired four years ago. Fair play to him, you know. Uh, you know, that's all good. Congratulations, that guy. Anyway, last month, he delivered his first consignment of high-strength cannabis. He was arrested and locked up for 20 years. No, he wasn't, everybody. Because as I said, he had a nice high paying job before. So he's probably very wealthy and he's allowed to grow that cannabis. What do you mean, Mackie, in the UK? Yes, in the UK. Uh, Dehan's Hope is legal and above board, produced to supply the UK's burgeoning cannabis. Uh, sorry, uh, produced to supply the UK's burgeoning market for medical cannabis on prescription. What's more, Dehan and his colleagues believe it is the first carbon neutral indoor weed grown anywhere in the world. Hmm. Uh, the, I don't know about that now. Yeah, you, uh, skepticism, anybody? Uh, <laughs> if you're skeptical, hit that anywhere? like button, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they hope that their plan to produce carbon neutral cannabis could show the way to securing the supply chain for all kinds of energy intensive horticulture in the UK as climate-related weather fluctuations increasingly imperil the supply from overseas and soaring energy prices make production in the UK increasingly uneconomical. You know what makes, right? You know what makes the production of UK increasingly uneconomical? You want to know what? When you have your door kicked off and your plants stolen, that's really <laughs> fucking uneconomical. Yep. But this guy doesn't have that problem. So, you know, let me just get my little violin out here, Olivia Dehan. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I said there was going to be no bitterness, and here I am. I'm sorry, everybody. I apologize. Uh, despite its reputation as a mind-altering drug, beloved <laughs> of hippies <laughs> and other eco-conscious types, it's like, Jesus, who writes this stuff, man? Uh, cannabis, and particularly illicit cannabis, is not very green. Indoor cultivation of one kilogram of cannabis requires about 6,000 kilowatts of energy with a mammoth carbon footprint of 1,400 kilograms, according to recent research by the European Monitoring Center for Drugs and Drug Addiction, the EU's drug watchdog. Yeah, so they actually did a study on that to see yeah, how much energy it takes on average to produce a certain amount of cannabis. And it wasn't good. You know, it takes a lot of energy. But you know what they could do? What would stop this? Uh, not entirely, but it would reduce 90% of it, is if you legalize it so we can grow it outside that would be uh, a massive reduction. Just saying. Definitely would. Uh, that means just one joint rolled with a third of a gram of weed has the same carbon impact as driving a plug-in hybrid electric car almost three miles. Listen to us damaging the environment the way we are with all these joints we're <laughs> Wait smoking. Wait a minute. They're How comparing dare me you? to a Tesla? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> you have stolen my dreams. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. A, I'm fucking. You're calling me a Tesla. What the hell? What you the, know what the actual fuck, man? Are they trying to make us feel guilty? Fucking smoking <laughs> a joint. 
Because it's the, it's the equivalent of an electric car driving they, three they, miles. They could have used a diesel truck or something, you know. Oh, oh. no, it's, it's equivalent to a very clean vehicle driving three miles. Like, okay, oh, you make a better point than that, maybe? <laughs> it's ridiculous, isn't it? It says here, uh, scaled up, the impact is homogenous. In the Netherlands alone, the amount of electricity stolen for cannabis production in 2021 was about 1 billion kilowatt hours, equivalent to the annual household electricity demand of Rotterdam and a city of 650,000 people. They're painting wow. us as, as, as super wow. bad there because, you know, uh, I don't know, just <laughs> scaled up the impact is humongous. I mean, come on now. We're mm -hmm. home growers. They're making it sound like we're killing the world here. That's right. It's, it's madness, and it? it's madness. It is but, madness. You know, this guy, he he's able to uh, grow lots of cannabis indoors in a green way. So at least uh, yeah. that's changing, but, right? <laughs> but what they're doing here again, you know, is stolen electricity. It, it sounds like mm -hmm. your article is painting any cannabis industry, industry at least, or even home growers as criminals. You know, we're not stealing at least. I'm not stealing my electricity. I'm paying for it. You are paying for it. That's right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this applies to home growers, does it? Really? Uh, no, most home growers don't rig the electricity. It's a bad thing to do. You know, just because you're growing cannabis, you shouldn't become a criminal by stealing electricity. Don't do that. It's unsafe and it's immoral. Don't do it. Uh, it's yeah. uh, it's just crazy. I mean, that amount of electricity. <laughs> well, who comes up with the statistic? I mean, who's got got the pen and paper out and figured out how much energy is uh is it when they smoke a joint? Is it do this and a third of a joint? Right. Actually, yeah, actually think of it. I mean, us as home growers, we probably bought a gram in our joints, right? So we're looking about nine miles in an electric car. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> no, my well, god! I feel I need a shower. I feel so disgusting. Oh if my god! If it's, if it's only nine miles in an electric car, I better drive slow. It takes me longer than that to smoke that joint. That's another thing. What about yeah. if you drove efficiently? What about yeah. if it was downhill and you could just roll? Mm. Yeah, true. But yeah, yeah. So interesting, interesting. It's yeah. a. I just always have problems with these big companies opening up in the UK and growing a shitload of cannabis, making a shitload of money. But there's people like us guys who just can't grow a few plants at home to supply themselves personally. And yeah. then I saw another article, and we'll move on to the next article here, where it's the other side of the coin again, where we've got this guy and he's got this this big grove that is able to run fossil fuel free or something. And, and then we have this uh, five men charged with smuggling hundreds of kilos of cannabis into the UK. Hundreds, hundreds of, kilos, of kilos, hundreds. They sent a few bags of weed, unless they're really <laughs> big bags. It's a All bale, right, so, you know, a good sized bale. Now, how are you getting that in? Damn uh, yeah, yeah trying, know, to, trying to save on fossil fuels, Marge, instead of That's numerous right. plane journeys, just There's one. Carbon footprint. Gosh, yeah. just, you can't win, can you? You just can't win. You just Jesus. Can't. You can't please them, man. <laughs> so uh, five people have been arrested and charged by Met officers after a large quantity of cannabis was seized at Stansted Airport. The Met's investigation was led by officers from a new proactive policing team based in Hayes. The team are focused on tackling the most serious offences and organised crime in West London. Yeah, good luck. Jesus. 
two shipments of cannabis totaling 390 kilos with the street value of 3.9 million pounds were seized at Stansted Airport by Border Force officers on the 26th and 27th of January. So it came in uh, numerous days. <laughs> it's coming in <laughs> numerous packages. Damn, man. There's a, that must have been a shitload of weed coming for you. Surely they must have smelt it. You know what I mean? Well, it depends how it was packaged, you know. <laughs> That's the honest truth there. You know, if they package it right, mm. the smell won't be there, but still. A previous shipment of 300 kilos of a substance believed to be cannabis was delivered to an address in Hayes on the 11th of January and was also linked to the investigation. Working at pace following these seizures, Met officers executed warrants on the 1st of February at industrial units in Hayes and North Holt. Three men and one juvenile were arrested in Hayes. One man was arrested in a van which was stopped by police in North Holt. Uh, oh, unnecessary information, really. We don't need to know any of that. Uh, four men from West London, aged between 28 and 58, were charged with importing cannabis under the Misuse of Drugs Act 1971. They appeared at Wilsdon Magistrates Court on Saturday, the 3rd of February, where they were remanded in custody to appear at Harrow Crown Court on Friday, the 1st of March. A fifth male, aged 17, also appeared at Wilsdon Magistrates Court charged with imported cannabis. He was released on bail. Now, drugs ruin lives. And this is one of the sentences that I read in this article, which thought, i got to bring this to people's attention. It's like, oh boy. drugs ruin lives. Let me dun, just dun, say dun. something right here. Right? <laughs> these, these people importing their chunks of cannabis from around the world, both those people and the people importing it, were doing just fucking fine until the police kicked off their fucking door. What is ruining lives is stupid laws that make no sense and do no good. That's what's ruining the lives. It's not the drugs. It's the people fucking enforcing the ridiculous laws. Dickheads. Sorry. Let us let us grow our own and you won't have people bringing drugs in like this because people Mm -hmm. won't need them, won't want them. That's yeah, right. So, yeah. Just, yeah, drugs ruin it's lives. Right. That's why the yeah. Met is committed to transforming how we keep communities safe. I think oh. these people need to read Monkey's previous article to know that cannabis does not, in fact, ruin lives until someone gets arrested, of course. But exactly. Yeah. I mean, this is one of the, there it is. Another another myth. Cannabis ruins lives. No, <laughs> getting caught with right. cannabis and being dragged through the legal system ruins lives. Just no, maybe opioids off. ruin lives mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. methamphetamines or things like that. And then you can use the cannabis to help you get off of them. But illegal so. drugs, but I mean, anything that is in high demand, but people can't get access to it legally, is going to create a, a black market. It's just that's just the way everything goes. It was the same when alcohol was prohibited. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they changed their mind pretty quick on that one, but they left everything else illegal. It's, and the countries that have decriminalized different drugs have, have seen a positive response in lots of different ways. It's just, it's ignorant. I don't, and that, that in the age of the internet, when all of this information is freely available to all of us, and there's people out there who were specifically paid, it is their job, their nine to five, to find out the information and give the right information to the right people to pass the right laws. So there's somebody out there studying whether cannabis should be legalized or not. And surely they have come to the same conclusions that we all have. 
that it being illegal causes more damage than it being legalized, you know, and it just it still hasn't been done. It it baffles me, man. It baffles me. Fuck these people. Anyway, let's do another. Uh, there are two from the UK there. So there's one guy who is growing cannabis, lots of it. He's going to sell it all, all to all those people on the prescriptions. You know, and so yeah, he's uh he's doing well. But these these five people here, they're looking at prison time now. Young kid, seventeen years old. He was just there making tea for his dad's friend or something. You know, he, yeah. he might have nothing to do with it. He's just a young kid, seventeen years old, facing <laughs> prison time. What for? What for? For a fucking a harmless herb? Absolutely disgusting. Yep. Absolutely yep. disgusting. Yep. Uh, yes. Fuck well, the police me- coming straight from the underground. Let me jump back in here with a story. My, one of one story. This is on the lighter side, but since you, you're in the UK here, let me show you the other side of the UK, if you wouldn't. Oh, mind yeah. <laughs> okay. Why did you have to do this one? Oh, because you know. I mean, it, I know it's, it's fucked of, here, but I don't want everybody thinking we're stupid. <laughs> well, you know, it's about UK, right? With UK. Okay, so here we go, guys. This is a little bit on the lighter side. Man using fridge to train for marathon stopped by police. Hmm. (laughs) Natural. Yeah. How many? How many of you guys out there that run marathons use a fridge to train with? But this guy did. You know. Okay, so police in Britain stopped a runner they spotted with a refrigerator strapped to his back, but they discovered he wasn't fleeing from a crime. He was training for a marathon. Daniel Fairbrothers said that he was practicing running with a fridge strapped to his back in Stevenage, Hertfordshire. Got it right, Mackie? Uh, yes, Stevenage, Hertfordshire. Hertfordshire, Hertfordshire. Okay. Hertfordshire. When he, when he was stopped by officers, they put their blue lights on and held up traffic and stopped me to find out what on earth was going on. Now, I just got a vision of this police car. <laughs> With the lights on, stopping traffic, and this guy standing on the side of the road doing nothing. You know, and you know what he said back. to him, Monkey, hold on. You know what he said to him? Freeze. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's genius. Sorry. Oh. 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 Thank you, everybody. I'm here all week. Thank you. I will right, so a, mute my mic on, again. Held up traffic <laughs> and stopped me to find out what the resort earth was going on. Understandably, they had not seen anything like it before. I'm, I'm actually glad that that sentence is in there because otherwise, what are they doing? Running around in the UK with refrigerators strapped to their back all the time? <laughs> <It's latest trend. laughs> exactly. So one police officer uh, wound down his window and said, you understand we've got to stop you. Is that a fridge on your back? <laughs> what a question. Uh, Fairbrother explained the fridge, which he dubbed Kalula, in a tribute to a scene from film Cool Runnings, was helping him train for the London Marathon, where he will attempt to break the Guinness World Record for running the fastest marathon carrying a household appliance white goods on his back. See, and that's the thing as well, household appliance white goods. Does Couldn't you just get like a white blender? Why are you <laughs> carrying so. a fridge? Um, a little air fryer or something? Toaster? Or- yeah. I guess you, yeah, I would find want to find out what's the minimum that uh, you have to carry to qualify with that record. That's where I do. But now this guy's going to put a fridge on his back. You know, the current record set by a Briton Sam Hammond in February oh twenty twenty three stands at two hours and four minutes and thirteen seconds. Somebody's yeah, done this before. God, yes, this is a wow. Guinness World Record, man. He's trying to break a Guinness record. Marathon is really <laughs> fast too. Yeah, I don't know if it's a half marathon. I didn't say anything, but that is, I mean, to, to finish a marathon in two hours, four minutes with something strapped to your back. Hello. 
even without something strapped to your back, like that's like you're getting to elite numbers at that point. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I guess once you can do it without it, with a plane strapped to your back, you've got to push yourself, you know, and try to do something <laughs> new. So Fairbrother said he was getting stopped by police was embarrassing, but he understood why they seemed suspicious. I would expect police to do their job and check someone around running around with a fridge. Oh, he's getting stopped by the cops <laughs> was embarrassing, was it? around <laughs> with a fridge strapped to your back. That wasn't embarrassing at all. I got pulled over another <laughs> 10 times. If I got I wouldn't be annoyed if I got pulled over another 10 times. What are the cops doing? Like, oh, you got a cool one in there? You mind? I'm a little bit thirsty or something. And the thing was is, here in the in? UK, you know, it'd run past people and people would just be like, morning. Like, <laughs> it's like nothing's going on. It's just a normal thing. We'll pay no attention to the fridge on your back. Morning, right. mate. Morning. He basically has a, a furniture mover strap strapped to, uh, on the refrigerator to his back, just running down the road, you know, hunched over. That, that's normal in the UK. Hello. <laughs> I just don't know about that. Uh, shit. Okay. In support of my, my best mate, Sam, who is type one diabetic, I tried to undertake a challenge last year. Didn't go as planned. So I promised to come back bigger and stronger, he said. So he's going to try and finish the London Marathon with a refrigerator on his back, people. Welcome to the UK. Is this like yes. a full-size fridge or a mini fridge or what are we talking about? It's an apartment size. Did you see the picture at the top there? Yeah, it's, no, uh, it didn't load when I it's like the size of a washing machine. That's fucking huge. Yeah. Yeah, but fridges are, are, you know, there's really not a lot of mechanical stuff inside. A small compressor and the rest of it's just insulation. So it, they're really not that physically heavy for the physical size that they are, but they're bulky as all heck. My theory is. Your, uh, your running form. Well, yeah, I just I'm think sure. uh, I'll get Occam's razor out and think what's more likely. Did he steal the fridge or is he trying to run a marathon with a fridge on his back? He nicked that fucking fridge. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And he was running and the police seen him like, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, just training to run a marathon officer. And the police, they can't be bothered <laughs> fill out the paperwork. They got they got people with cannabis to go, go and catch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, this will be far too much paperwork. I'm not right. dealing with it. You know. Well, see, they, they said that the uh, police left him alone to get him going his way. So if you need to move cannabis across town, put it in a fridge, strap it to your back. There you go. <laughs> Genius. There Genius. you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking hell. Can we just check the, the fridge? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I like definitely it. Definitely thinking outside the box there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> right. What, uh, oh, great. Now we've got this one, which we'll quickly cover. Uh, Marge, you want to do that one? Is that, I think that one's on the, the top. So it's. Yeah, you want to cover the, the Ukraine legalizes cannabis? Did uh, you yeah. see this? I have not, actually. So uh, this article is entitled Ukraine legalizes cannabis for medical use. Ukrainian President Zelensky signed into... <laughs> Volodymyr Zelensky. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. I, I mean, I've heard it a million times, but I didn't want to butcher it. Yeah, so that's the, the only reason I can say for, it. <laughs> for making it obvious that I kind of skipped over that, but <laughs> signed into law a bill passing legalizing the medical use of cannabis, a parliamentary database showed on Thursday, more than 6 million people, including cancer patients, civilians with PTSD, and wounded soldiers need medicine containing cannabis, according to a lawmaker. The bills signed on Tuesday would not only come into force six months after it officially was officially published, the ban on selling or supplying cannabis for recreational use would remain in effect. Parliament backed the legalization supported by wartime volunteers in December, but politicians from the party of former Prime Minister Yulia 
Timoshenko uh, prevented it from going <laughs> to Zelensky for a I can't help with that one much. I can't help with that. It's <laughs> different. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they believe the law represents a threat to the country's future. The Ukrainian health minister backed the legislation. It must produce a list of diseases and conditions for which medical cannabis should be prescribed. Legalization envisions... I can't say it. So envisions... You know Invidious. what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Special licenses for the cultivation and sale of cannabis, as well as a 24-hour video surveillance of producers accessible by police. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So they're getting medical cannabis, but you still can't. There's no recreational stuff happening. No, but... it's just going to be medical use. I just found it interesting, man, how... Uh... They're going to have legal weed before us. It's like, come on. They've been talking about this in the States for a couple of months now, a few months. Yeah, we covered it recently because they were talking about doing it. And now, uh, you know, they're actually going to do it. I wonder because, sorry, much. It said the bill has been signed. So, and it was, this was published uh, just a few days ago. So, within Mm. six months, people will have access to medical cannabis in Ukraine. Cool, man. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think they ought to take a bunch of that uh, surplus cannabis and kind of rig up an aerial fogger and just go fog the Russian troops and make them chill. Yes. Mm. That would I stop wonder the if war, that would it? work. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you have to do kind of chemical fog, weapon. Like the Russian uh, politicians and stuff who are making the decisions, not the soldiers. Maybe the soldiers too, but just everybody, the whole country. Yeah. Yeah, and there's been talk about the UK getting ready for war and shit. I wonder, I wonder if we do go to war, can we have weed? loophole no i said come on no god it's it's crazy to even think about but yes congratulations to ukraine that's a a good step for them Mm -hmm. are they they in europe they part of the european union i know there was controversy with nato but they part surely they i don't think they are are they they're not in the european union oh that i don't know Mm. ukraine no yeah, I don't think so. No. I think Germany will be the first in the European Union to fully legalize. That's coming soon. Mm-hmm. Yes. April so there we go. Another article. Some good news for Ukraine. They're going to fucking want to fight less now, aren't they? Jesus. Yeah. They're going to go smoke some weed and be like, you know, I ain't going back out, man. They're going to breed that uh, aggressive weed or something, huh? Yeah, and that's that, that mind altering super skunk. They need bat <laughs> weed so they can fly over the troops. You know what I mean? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So what we got next? We got we we've been going for a while now. We've got a couple more articles to cover before we get to that special one, which Marge is dying to talk about. Oh boy. <laughs> that just uh, this one here is marijuana legal. Is that for you, there, monkey? Or there was also the the love letters one. Yeah, we'll leave the love letters one. That's a shitty one. We said we weren't going to do another <laughs> shitty news <laughs> oh, article right, right. because people will start thinking about her into like uh, scat porn or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I really wouldn't Hold think on. that, but no. Uh, shit, not many podcasts would say the words scat porn, would they? God, that's next level. People are flagged, I think. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, mo- uh, Monkey, I think this one's yours then. Okay, let's see. Uh, Most Americans want legal pot. Here's why feds are taking so long to change old rules. Okay, cannabis remains an an oddly in legal limbo in the United States, and there's one organization at the center of it, the DEA, Drug Enforcement Administration. 
Boo, boo, boo. Uh, Add TV. crowd booing sound. Okay. Yeah. QQ boo, boo sound. Everybody in chat, type boo. Boo. Okay. The DEA has for decades held that cannabis is among the most dangerous, highly addictive drugs and has no medical value despite growing state laws, medical evidence, and popular opinion to the contrary. The result, pot is widely available in some states, heavily criminalized in others, and technically federally illegal everywhere. Now, can that be any more confusing to somebody who's visiting this country? I mean, come on now, people. We're talking Makes about this. sense. I don't know what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can get it here. You can't have it there. Don't cross <laughs> this line with it now. You know, it's crazy. The confusion could be cleared up by Congress or the courts intervening, said Car uh, uh, Carmel Sachar, Harvard School Law Professor and faculty director of health law and policy clinic. But in the absence of bold congressional act, actions on cannabis, experts and advocates are looking to the DEA to make the next move to change the nation's position on pot. President Joe Biden has said that he is one, he's one of the people who disagrees with the DEA's categorization of cannabis and called for a review in 2022, kicking off a bureaucratic slog that could soon change the status quo. Here's what to know. The DEA classifies pot as uh, the worst kind of stuff. Okay, DEA says cannabis is classified as a Schedule One drug under the Controlled Substances Act, alongside heroin, LSD, and ecstasy, and a, and a bunch of other pretty bad things. Uh, the statute classifies drugs from Schedule One to Schedule Four or Five, excuse me, based upon their potential for abuse, addictiveness, and medical use. Schedule one drugs have a high potential for abuse and the potential to create severe psychological and or physical dependence and no current accepted medical use, the DEA says. Cocaine, morphine, morphine, methamphetamines are all schedule two, meaning they have been determined to have some medical value and feel very strange to have cannabis be even more restricted than those substances. Can you, it can you is imagine? Madness, isn't it? Yeah, morphine is safer than cannabis, according to the federal governments, and same thing with meth. That just doesn't make it. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. any, any cannabis smoker would probably disagree with that can with that classification right there. Mm -hmm. Putting cannabis in Schedule One also places huge obstacles in the way of doing uh, the kind of research that would be needed to prove that there are medical uses, according to Heather Trella, director of operations and a fellow at Rock uh, Rockefeller Institute of Government out of the state of New York. Uh, here's the. That's created a feedback loop. It's hard to study pot uh, to prove it has medical value because the federal government says it has no medical value. Mm -hmm. This is what we've said around, you know, a lot of, a lot of scientists, a lot of universities and other things in, in the United States have complained about this. And if you get permission in the United States presently to study weed, it's usually federally grown weed, not the stuff that we are exposed to. So it's, it's, it's a bad situation. Why is pot classified as the most dangerous? No good reason, experts say. Cannabis has been scheduled, uh, been a Schedule One drug since the statute went into effect in 1971, with very little medical or scientific evidence to demonstrate why it had to be Schedule One. At the time, it had more to do with who uses the drug than the drug itself. It was under President Richard Nixon that cannabis was added to the list under the most restricted category, only first provisionally until it was more of a science could could be settled. Yet. Even when a commission formed by Nixon determined that weed shouldn't be criminalized, this is the Schaefer report, it remained in Schedule One. Trella and Nixon knew cannabis uh, 
was a drug associated with the anti-war protesters, hippies and people of color, none of whom were fans of President Richard Nixon and his agenda. And Nixon, this is the, the uh, Vietnam War president, and he needed teenagers and uh, young, young adult males to, to want to go over to Vietnam and fight. So he didn't want them to get high. He didn't want them to open, enlighten themselves or, you know, expand their minds because it's harder to program them. Mm-hmm. Crazy, but that's the yeah, truth. Yeah, it is fucking crazy. It's, and this is why stoners stand, tend to be more leaning towards not trusting the government being a bit of a conspiracy theorist because of shit like this. You know, where they've just blatantly lied and even they admit that they lied. It's not like they didn't know that it, it was, it, it didn't, ha they just told people that it had no medical use. They knew that there was medical uses to this, but they lied about that for their own agenda. They didn't do there. what's right for the people. They did what's right for them. And this is why people don't trust these government motherfuckers. That's it. You know, mm -hmm. when you've been lied to that long and that, and that uh, fiercely it really does tarnish the image. It was something so minor as well. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. So what could happen next? Will the DEA change its mind? The next expected development is considered by advocates a small step. The DEA is currently considering reclassifying cannabis to a lower controlled level substance, but that would not make it legal. It's a step in the right direction, but in terms of practical direction, it's really more symbolic, said Morgan Fox, a political director at National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Laws. That's normal. Mm -hmm. The country's oldest cannabis legalization advocacy group. In 2022, President Biden asked his Department of Health and Human Services to conduct a review of how cannabis was classified. The uh, HHS recommended last year that cannabis be rescheduled to Schedule Three substance like ketamine, testosterone, and steroids, and Tylenol with codeine. If cannabis is put into Schedule Three instead, it would mean that it would be legally prescribed by licensed healthcare providers and dispensed at licensed pharmacies. It could also help resolve a massive federal tax burden that's been placed on cannabis companies. It's it, it partially sends a signal that the federal government doesn't think cannabis is the worst of all drugs. It's not as bad as heroin. It's a good thing for the government to say, said Jay Wexler, a law professor at Boston University who wrote the book, Weed Rules, Blazing the Way to a Just and Joyful Cannabis Policy. Actually, the, the title was Marijuana Policy, but I don't like that word. Uh, but practically, rescheduling wouldn't have much effect on state cannabis programs at all, Wexler said. And everything states are doing is still violating the federal law. And nobody who's selling, buying, processing, growing cannabis under these state programs, uh, everyone is doing it is still in violation of the federal law, even if it is rescheduled. The DEA did not give a time frame on when it said it will, wait. It will make an announcement on rescheduling. It might come... Uh, when it comes, uh, it will be reached out by USA Today. Uh, what would it take to make cannabis fully legal in the U.S.? <laughs> Descheduling, that's pretty easy. A miracle. Uh, <laughs> actually, it would take an agreement between um, politicians, and that is a miracle, Matt. Yeah, that's a miracle. That's what I said. <laughs> you know, we've, we've got a country here where it takes two-thirds majority to pass any kind of laws like that, and we only mm -hmm. have two-thirds on either side right now, and nobody wants it done. Everybody wants it their way, and nobody wants it done the right way. Yeah. So it's one of those things. It's not going to happen right now. Okay. To eliminate the stark conflict between the state and federal laws, cannabis would be, need to be removed from the controlled substances list altogether. Experts say there's a chance that could happen eventually, but it's still a long way off. 
I think it's going to take time, but I think it will, we will get there, Trellis said. Just as alcohol and tobacco are not considered controlled substances, but are regulated by the federal government and states, descheduling cannabis could have a similar effect, Wexler said. A group of Democratic senators plus Bernie Sanders, who is an independent, <clears throat> but joins the Democrats on major issues, wrote a letter to uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland and the DEA Administrator Ann Milligan last month urging for descheduling of cannabis. This is like one of many, many letters that's been going out. We have had governors, we've had directors, everybody's going, sending information to the government saying, do this, but the government's not doing anything. Why is it taking so long? Public support for legalization of cannabis is still at an all-time high, national polling shows. A Gallup poll conducting in the fall, around 70% of Americans support legal weed. In 2022, Pew Research Center found just 10% of, of Americans believe it should be completely illegal, while 30% support medical use only, and 59% support legalization for medical and recreational use. So, but those numbers right there, you can see that mm -hmm. every, you know, the, the American public wants this. The politicians are keeping it from us. Mm -hmm. That public support has been bumped by Americans seeing firsthand, though, loved ones and news stories that cannabis can have medical benefits for people with illness who can't get relief otherwise. Why doesn't it translate into a clear political outcome to deschedule cannabis? I don't know, Wexler said. You do know. Next you do know, because the politicians are crooks. Dude, we all we'd be saying it all the time. It's all about the money. You know, they want yeah. they want the they want there's the money in this though. That's what's confusing. There's money in weed. Yeah, but it's not money for them. Well, <laughs> well there's tax money for them. Right. Not, for, not, yeah, not yeah. personally, but tax money for them to spend as they as they will all allow. It's just yeah. strange, isn't it? How after all of this it still hasn't been legalized. So fucking there, there must be some kind of other reason. There has to be. Gotta be something it's about legal in Canada. Mm, it's also this... legal in Mexico. So mm. it's the hold up US. It's all about dinero. It's all about money. It's all about funds. It's all about control. It's all about all that stuff, man. It just it's it's money, it's business, it's big business, and that's what they're thinking. But I mean, if the politicians would even take a, a, a closer look, uh take a look at Canada. I mean, yeah, you can have legal weed, and it starts out everybody thinks it's worth a lot. But there's a lot of pitfalls in legal weed, and it's not a gold mine. Hmm. So I don't, I don't really understand what, what they're what they're dragging their feet on here either. It's you know, it's crazy. Experts say a combination of factors may be at play, including a desire to move forward, uh, move towards full legalization incrementally. Legalization is also up against the number of top line priorities, and support from the public and lawmakers is not uniform. There is still a perception by many and a belief that this is not where we should be going. The government uh, should be should not be encouraging drug use in their minds. Now, is wait a minute. If if they deschedule cannabis, are they encouraging drug use? I well, just said earlier that tobacco's not <clears throat> scheduled. Does that mean they're encouraging people to smoke cigarettes? Uh, actually, they're doing the total opposite because I see commercials like crazy telling me don't smoke. It's right. legal though, but encouraging me not to, and they could. They could run the same kind of a campaign with cannabis if they wanted to. Of course. But uh, yeah, that's what I don't understand. Again, these articles and these people, they write, everything is slanted in, in their side, the one direction it seems like. Mm -hmm. and, and while many states and physicians have recognized cannabis's potential for medical benefits, there are still health risks associated with the substance under the study and a lot of unknowns. Advocates are hopeful we will be removed and controlled substance acts altogether someday, 
but it doesn't look like cannabis will be legalized on the federal level anytime soon. Rescheduling is a step forward, but not nearly enough. There is no reason to keep cannabis in the Controlled Substances Act, Wexler said. So I agree with that. I agree with mm-hmm. that. I mean, you know, we all know we've read enough articles. We, I'm not going to say we know, but we all read enough articles that seem to, to uh, tell us why this cannabis is not going to be legal. It's, it's politics. I mean, it's just yep. down. That's all it is, is politics. I know they're saying they, they're a desire to potentially move towards full legalization incrementally, but at the rate they're going, every state's going to be legalized and then it'll still, still won't be legal federally. So that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah, there are actually a few states that will probably never re- legalize until it's federally legal because then they have to. And even then they'll probably, and it's, which is legal to do this, they'll probably put some kind of a prohibition in their area. Um, mm. But that's just the way it is. You're not going to ever have somebody, everybody who likes everything. I mean, we you still have dry counties in the United States where you can't buy alcohol. That's legal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. A town can decide that they don't allow alcohol sales, and that's fine. They can't sell it there. You can possess it in that town, but they cannot be sold there. Right. So you have to go to the next town over to buy a bottle yeah. of wine. So if somebody wants to drink, they got to go over to the next town to drink, and they get to drive home drunk. You know, does that make any sense? Yeah, that no. makes tons of sense. Sure. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So we have a long we have way to... to go, guys. We have this one final article from Marge, which we've been waiting oh. for this whole time. And just looking at his picture makes me feel sick. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I saw this article, this is the first one I saw, and I I immediately thought of you, Mackie, because thanks, Marge. That's that's nice. I appreciate the gesture. Yeah, you know, (laughs) (laughs) this is uh, about a recall of Bonbon Turkish Delight cannabis edibles in Ontario, which is the jurisdiction in which I live. I'm in the province of Ontario, and Health Canada just recalled. Two lots of Wellcan International Inc.'s Bonbon Turkish Delights local oh, my sold God. in Ontario. Because they, they taste like shit. They come suddenly come to the realization that people should not be eating that flower flavored shit. Because this recall is due to concerns that they may contain mold. Right. And they received a complaint regarding <laughs> the recalled lots. It did not involve an adverse reaction. Health Canada has not received any complaints nor reports of adverse reactions. However, there were 587 units of recalled product that were sold in Ontario from December 1st, 2023 to February 8th of this year. The Bonbon Turkish Delight came with two 15-gram products. That's about the same kind of time frame that you've been talking about, Turkish Delight, so how much? Wait a minute I now. did not buy any bonbon Turkish delight from the province of Ontario. However, I want to know if Mackie made a phone call to Canada. He says it was one complaint lodge. Oh yeah, Mackie calling Canada. Oh yeah, damn it. That's it. It was me. You got me. You yeah. can't have your Turkish delight now, Marge. <laughs> Had I known these were even available on the legal market, I might have even tried them out. But sadly, I guess I can't anymore. Or at least this lot. I can wait That's until the true. next lot. It's mold-free. Well, you might get some some you know good effects <laughs> off that mold, depending on what kind it is. You never know. That's true. I have to say that the picture of this Turkish delight um, in in the article does not look particularly appealing. No, it doesn't. Oh, it bar it of soap. It? oh it's got pistachio on the top that's it's pistachio, pistachio. Huh? i don't think it's that's traditional turkish delight i think traditional turkish delight has is just the good stuff Depending this on who product contains wait water wait, 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 wait. sugar rose water lemonade 
rose water and why would you oh gosh <sighs> have, you ever, eaten a, have you ever eaten a salad with rose petals in it i mean it has that same soapy Ooh, rose God. water taste to it it's weird. Funny, yeah, a funny story though <laughs> here's when i was a kid here's a random tangent for you everybody when i was a kid you know i've got a brother and uh we, we would brush our teeth together before bed and i went upstairs to prep my toothbrush got toothpaste on it and you remember back back in your day remember some bars of back soap all yeah. right you got they got <laughs> yeah, a bar of soap and it's been left in the water a little bit so it gets soft oh, right and i put yeah. it on his toothbrush man and he, when he came into the bathroom I was like yeah I've, I've already done that for you like, oh Nasty nice one Mackie. and then he started brushing his teeth with it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was a terrible brother. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm that a terrible is... person. I'm a terrible no way, person. I, will, I would have never trusted my brothers with, you know, here's a toothbrush. Yeah. I put toothpaste on it. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. fine. You, you go ahead and use that one. It's fine with me. Uh... Well, you still don't like me now. So <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> Funny. The things you do when we're kids, eh? But yeah, that yeah. must have tasted like he was brushing his teeth with Turkish delight. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> no Sorry. Turkish delight tastes a lot better than that I will say uh, I know yeah. it's, a, it's a difference that we have you hate Turkish delight I happen to love it I'm gonna have to try it man you've never even tried it for no no oh uh, no I was gonna say <laughs> of course I've tried it but because of that reaction I'm gonna say nope never oh. touched it mine's just freaked out man Jeez. I'm telling you I feel very passionate about Turkish delight okay don't, don't insult Turkish delight around Marge do not Ooh. we got some Turkish Ooh. delight lovers in the chat too I see I see you just a people. few. Didn't we have like a 48-52 vote on this before? That was a rigged poll. <laughs> oh, I yeah, know. it was rigged poll as well, I remember. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know oh. if I could find Turkish Delight down in the south here. You know, it's oh. crazy. I'm going to have to Me get some. Next time I'm in the shop and I see some, I will grab some Turkish Delight and I will try it. And I'll be like, because yeah, I ain't tried it since I was a kid. You know? And it should also not have chocolate on it Okay. As well. Okay. Yes. Oh, I'll try. I'll try Marge. And I might come back and be like, yo, that was good. You know, like it with prawns and shrimps and shit. You right. know, like I ain't even no sea insects. And then I try it. I'm like, yo, that was some good shit. And now <laughs> kimchi. I love kimchi. And sauerkraut. Sauerkraut's good. So I've learned yeah. a lot about all these different foods. The only one which I haven't really liked so far is uh, when Bubble Hawk recommended Vegemite. And that, oh. that is the worst shit. You know, I bought a Damn. jar of that recently and I haven't opened it yet, but I plan to. Oh, you'll open Come it on. once. That's all. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> who it was. Forgive me if they're in the chat right now or listening to this, but somebody suggested that I try infusing Vegemite. Ooh. And then I could oh. call Margie. And I was Margie like, Mike. Oh, <laughs> nice. Is, nice. Isn't it called, they already have Marmite, though. That's the problem. It's really close. Marmite and Marge might be a little bit close. And yeah. then you won't have the problem like you have with the cookies. You know, the cookies are so good, you want to have a second piece. Nobody's going <laughs> to enjoy a second piece of Vegemite. No, it's be more true. like, no, you got to finish the one you have. <laughs> <laughs> you took it, you have to eat it. Shit. Yeah. And um, we just a couple of things in the chat there from Chilbert. He said, um, 
Turkish delight is up there with Palmer violets. A clear no. You know these sweets that taste like perfume. Why yeah. is that? Why is these, that? These I don't know what Parma violets are. They used to have a confection around uh, here called wafers, and just like a dry, chalky thing. But they had all of those the the, the lavender flavor, and then the the rose flavors, and all the, the flower ones and stuff. Some of them were pretty weird. You know, hmm. never heard of them. Should this? Is Palmer Violets, everybody. See that shit? Just oh, purpley. Those are like rocket candies. Okay. But they t- I, taste like perfume. I don't know if they're the same thing. They remind me of like the rocket candies you get at Halloween. <laughs> uh, Arnie Scarfer just says, Mackie, try it live on air. That's what we're doing next week, everybody. I will go <laughs> out there this week. I will get some Turkish delight. I will bring it back. <laughs> and, we'll, and it will be okay. here. On Sunday, yeah. and when we start the show next week, we will eat Turkish delight. Monkey, you and see if you can get some as well. We can all do uh, it together. I can I can order some, but no, there's not going to be anything locally near me. But I can order some. Yes, I yeah. happen to have a stash. <laughs> well, <laughs> so and, I can and of course, everybody out there in the chat, you are welcome to join us too. Get some Turkish delight this week. Yes, all right. That's your homework. And I want to mention too, Sparky says in the chat that you haven't, you guys haven't tried quality Turkish delight. That might include you, Chilbert. So mm-hmm, just know mm-hmm. the quality here does matter. Yes. Yes. Okay. We send a link of something. Maybe we'll be able to find it. Yeah. So because in other the... words, don't buy the cheapest ones I can find online. No. <laughs> They're probably not even edible. They might actually be so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm serious. The only way I'm going to get Turkish delights is to find them online where I live. I mean, they mm-hmm. just they don't exist in real world around here. Right then. So let's look at that. It's been like an hour and 40 minutes. This is the longest news ever. Let's go to the <laughs> outro. <laughs> Can't say that, monkey. <laughs> I, was, I was making a noise. <laughs> Savage. Yes. Thank you for joining us, everybody. There's a lot of news that we got through there. And just in case you have had any Turkish delight from Canada, get rid of it because it is no, you might have mold in it. There's other reasons to get rid of it, but you know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, get rid of it. It's no good. Yeah. It's get rid good. of it because it's shit. You know, it is. But, but also, if you do have some, then just keep it. And it's only a bit of mold. We've all, you know, you, you got the piece of bread out before. It's got a little bit of mold off. You scrape it off, toast it. It's all right if you toast it, right? You know, you know the worst part of it is, is, is that. you grab the bread out there and, and you make the sandwich and you eat the sandwich and you, oh, that was good. You go to grab it. Then you realize the sand, the bread was mold. That's the yeah. worst. Mm-hmm. There's like, this shit I, I call. It tasted a little weird, but. Uh, uh, there's this shit I call earthy lettuce, right? Because the one time I was eating this sandwich from a sandwich shop and like I bit into some of the lettuce and it just tasted earthy. Ah. And so then, you know, and then I, I I ate some and then there was more earthy taste. And I better check on these and it's moldy lettuce, man. <laughs> moldy lettuce. And I was sick as fuck after eating that. Yes, yeah, so maybe don't eat anything with the mold on. The mold is not cool. Don't do it. No, don't do it. Yeah, yeah this is not financial advice. All right. <laughs> yeah, just say that for random reasons. But of course, thank you for joining us, everybody. It's been a pleasure. It's a nice, relaxed format when we don't have to rush for the grow guides and stuff. We can just sit and chill and talk about the cannabis news and events this week. 
And of course, if you see any news stories throughout the week that you want us to cover on next week's show, send us some links. We want to hear from you. And I'm considering dividing these up. Should I divide this up into little sections and put each story out on their own? You think that's something I should do? Maybe make some shorts? I don't know. Let me know what you think in the chat and the comments. And of course, if you have anything to say about any of the news articles as well, make sure you drop some comments there. We can have a, a friendly, polite little discussion in the YouTube comments and see if we can make that happen. You know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, been a pleasure. Don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe, and all of that. But I think that's everything, right? Is there any forum news to add here? Can't think of any right offhand. Um just been pretty much well, we've been busy over at the site, but nothing, uh, nothing outstanding mm-hmm. Or, mm-hmm. or newsworthy that I can think of. Yes, yeah, for now, maybe next week, yeah. maybe next week. Uh, yeah, the interview this week is going to be with Steve Ray's now, and he told us about his new AI software, and he told us a lot of cool stuff about aquaponics as well. So, join yeah. us for that on Wednesday. That'll be going out on Wednesday. Yeah, so that's everything, right? I think that's it. Let's. Let's put some music on for everybody. Let's, uh, I'm going to fade it in all professional so you don't notice. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be like, oh, look, where did that music come from? Because we are professionals. And we'll be back here next week. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Same time, same place with Turkish delight, everybody. Bring your <laughs> Turkish delight. And what no, was the homework? We Everybody needs to make can butter this week as well. You need, this, your homework is make some can butter. Yeah, so make can butter everybody. by Turkish delight. That's right. And you can go over to Margie's site if you need help with that kind of butter recipe. Bite me the show about edibles. That's right. Nice. Right, it's been a pleasure then. Should we all wave? Just wave at everybody. Goodbye, Goodbye, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your evenings. Stay high and stay safe. And we'll see you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.